0: This episode is sponsored by my Patreon supporters. You guys help continue my love for sharing these stories with the world, so a huge thank you to Terrence C., Stephanie E., St. Peaches, Earl B., Christina N., Bunkers, Carlos C., Byron A., Jordan, Roman J., Mona, Luna, Legion, Philip, and our latest Anito patron, Sai. If you are interested in becoming a patron to help support the podcast, then head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. Choose the tier that fits your interests and enjoy early access, exclusive episodes, and more. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Tabitabi Tabi Podcast. This is your one and only host, Ethan. I hope you're all doing well. Remember that you are valid and worthy of all the kindness the world has to offer. Hi to the regular listeners, welcome back, hello to the new ones, and I hope you enjoyed listening to the episodes that I've uploaded so far, and thanks for making Tabi Tabi Podcast a part of your day. Today is episode 5 of season 10, and if you want to know how to support the podcast, you can always join our Patreon to get exclusive updates and early access to episodes, or if you are feeling generous, you can donate via GCash. Or you can always follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. The YouTube and Facebook is where I post some of the mini-episodes that didn't make it on the main podcast. And you'll find those informations on the show notes. And that basically is it. Uh, get yourself comfortable now, settle in my dear listeners, and let's begin. Today's theme focuses on a certain kind of witch. It was one of the topics you chose in a poll that I ran a few months ago for the season 10 topics. Unfortunately though, there is only very little information on this particular witch. And if I just present that alone, will be over in less than 5 minutes. So I decided to just add something for this episode. So I will cut to the chase and let's learn about the Mang Aawug. In what I believe, the Mang-Aawog are humans gifted with sorcerous abilities. They use sorcery and poison to punish thieves or farm produce or those who I think basically steal, you know, the fruits in your backyard. Now, a Mang-Aawog would place a hex poison called Awog over a coconut plantation, okay? And this hex is maintained by a spirit familiar called Kalag. What's a Kalag, you ask? Kalags are generally referred to as the spirits or ghosts of those who have died. And in this particular story, a kalag makes sure that the mang-aawog sorcery takes effect. So let's say for example, you took a fruit from your neighbor's home without their permission. And for the story's purpose, let's say that the house you stole the fruits from was a house of a -a mang-aawog. Now, once the manga awoke finds out that you have stolen fruits from her backyard without her permission, your belly will swell bigger and bigger each high tide as the full moon approaches. You won't be able to eat nor defecate, and there will be foul-smelling fluid that will come out of your orifices. Your belly will swell as large as the belly of a pregnant woman until you die on the third full moon which i think is like 3 months so in 3 months time you will be you will feel a gruesome type of pain and after you die it is said that the kalag will arrive at your wake and will make your belly burst open by touching it the thing with that statement is i don't get why the kalag has to do that though so since i know that they are spirits i would assume that they were or they will go to the funeral of the victim to uh, fetch the spirit of the mga awog's victim but i i honestly don't see the significance of the of the bursting of the the belly i don't know i think there is something there probably the mga wants to take something back maybe the hex who knows i'm not entirely sure but that is actually the end of the mga awog's research that I have. And like I said, if I don't add something to it, we, are, we will be over in less than 5 minutes. So, I guess let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> now, to keep up with the topic about this sorcerer or witch, today let me share with you Miguel Juan de Blasencia's Classifications of Witches. I first saw this on Aswang Project's website. The article was titled Witches in the Philippines or Spanish Propaganda, written by Jordan himself. So if you want to read the full article, please go and visit Aswang Project's website. I've put off this topic for a bit because I wanted to tackle each witch included in this list individually. But you know, sometimes things don't go as planned and that's okay. So here we are. But first, who is Juan de Plasencia? Miguel Juan de Plasencia was a Franciscan order friar from Spain, and on July 2 of 1578, he was among the first Franciscan missionaries to arrive in the Philippines. He spent most of his missionary life in the Philippines where he created many settlements on the island of Luzon, and wrote various theological and linguistic writings, most notably the Doctrina Christiana or the Christian Doctrine, the first book printed in the Philippines. And on the article that I found on the Aswang Project's website, there was an ebook attached there and it's the Philippine Islands. And in there, Placentia mentioned 12 types of witches and it was compiled by Jordan on the Aswang Project. Now I said that I'm going to introduce him to you today but I will only talk about them briefly because like I said, I still want to tackle them individually and maybe find more information about them because cause I, really, I really, really am very interested in this article in particular. So yeah, I, I really want to make a, a separate episode so I hope you understand. And yeah, let's begin. <laughs> so the first one we have the Katolonan who can either be a male or female which actually reminds me of the Catalonan, it which is like a tagalog babaylan this Catalonan is actually a an honorable position among the locals and it was usually held by individuals of status and which was a rule that was followed across the island so that's that's it next we have the Mangagawai, which i've already covered you can check out more about this um which in season 7 episode 4 but to recap The mangagawai is the sort of witch that tricks people by pretending to cure their illnesses. Uh, This witch even created diseases with their charms or hexes which are capable of inflicting death in proportion to the degree and efficiency of the witchcraft. The third witch on the list is the Salat, which is kind of similar to the mangagawai. The main difference is that instead of spreading the sickness like the manggagawai, the manisalat casts a charm or hex that would cause a relationship to split up. And the unfortunate couple who has been hexed would eventually lead or it it would lead for the relationship to not engage in any sexual activity. And if, for example, the wife was abandoned by her husband as a result of the salat's hex, the wife would feel ill and discharge blood and matter. I don't know though if the person survives or not, but they will discharge blood and matter. Next, we have the mankokolam, which is spelled as M-A-N-C-O-C-O-L-A-M. And I think this is the mankokulam but it's spelled as mancocolam. Now, this witch's job was to emit fire from himself at night at least once a month. I honestly don't know that the significance of the fire though. But the fire apparently could not be extinguished or released until the man kokolam down or, or lay down in a fecal matter and dirt that drops from the homes. And whoever lived in the house where the man kokolam is laying at that time or on that particular day to emit the fire, they will fall sick or perish. So Now see, I don't know what it means when it says when it says like wallowing or laying on on the on the ground. I feel like it it hangs out or at least hides underneath the Bahai Kubo when I think about it. That's at least my theory on this one, so. For example, one day the man decides to go to your bahay kubo and starts to emit fire. Uh, whoever is in that household, I suppose, would just fall sick and die. That's it. Next, we have the hokloban, which is another type of witch with higher potency than the Mangagawai. They murdered, or I yeah murdered anybody they wanted without using medicine and raising their hands so i suppose certain hand movements from the hokloban are deadly it can kill people and though they have the ability to kill people they can also heal individuals who had been harmed by their hexes by using additional hexes so i feel like this is like to counter attack the hex For the 6th witch, we have the Silagan. Uh, This one is quite odd though because it says that the Silagan takes out anybody dressed in white and consumes their liver. I don't know what they have against people wearing white. I need to research to understand more about this one but let's leave it at that. They don't like people who wears white and they consume their liver which will make them die. Next, we have the Magtatangal, or I think it can also be pronounced as Magtatanggal. So the Magtatangal or Magtatanggal, from my research, it says there that it desires to appear to many people at night without his head or entrails. In this manner, the devil wandered around and carried or feigned to carry his head to various locations, returning to its body in the morning still alive. And you know what this reminds me? This reminds me a lot of Manananggal. Because the Magtatanggal has the ability to detach themselves from their body, which is very similar, you know? So they can detach their head and then entrails and fly into the night to find something to eat, then come back to where they left their body and reattach themselves to be okay again. Though I think I may be wrong, I don't know if the Magtatanggal... Seeks out victims to eat because it wasn't really mentioned there, but maybe they just wanna, you know, look around the neighborhood. (laughs) Now the 8th witch is called the Osuang, which translates to sorcerer, and I think this is just (laughs) Dasuang. Anyway, this Osuang is believed to have the ability to fly and slaughter and eat human flesh. That's it. The ninth was a clan of witches known as the Mangagayoma. They create charms for lovers out of plants, stones, and wood that would infuse love into the heart of the person you're given. And they deceive the people in this manner, albeit they were sometimes successful due to the assistance of the devil. We also have the sonat, which translates to preacher. And its job, the sonat's job is apparently to assist someone dying. At which point, the sonnet can predict the soul's salvation or doom. So the sonnet can determine whether or not your soul will basically go to heaven or hell. It was also thought that it's illegal for its tasks to be performed by anybody other than those of high status. So I think that only prominent families or people from prominent families are capable or or has the requirement to become a sonat. I'm i unsure obviously, but I don't know why it has to be only people in high status. Next, we have the pangataohan, which is a fortune teller who prophesies the future. And lastly, the twelfth one, we have the Bayogin, which is spelled as B-A-Y-O-G-U-I-N. The bayogin denoted a cat queen, a male whose nature was more feminine. And that's it. (laughs) I hope I have sparked an interest in you to research more about these 12 types of witches. And I would love to hear from you if you have any stories about this. If If you want to give me clarifications on what I said today, please give me anything i would really love to learn more um but yeah that's basically it for the manga Gawai, and then the 12th classification of which is by miguel juan de plasencia a huge thank you to aswang project for making that article i really really appreciate that i learned a lot from that it actually sparked my interest as well because i wanted to research more but yeah that's about it I don't have anything to say anymore other than that because the whole time i was reading it i was a bit confused the wording was a bit confusing for me but that's okay because you know the important thing here is we we learn something <laughs> but yeah that's it for the fifth episode of season 10 i hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new And if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support this podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review, or you can always become a patron member and get cool benefits, just head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod, or If you are feeling generous, please donate via Gcash. Informations will be listed on the show notes. Don't forget to follow our social media accounts. Check out our YouTube channel and Facebook where I upload mini episodes that didn't make it on the main podcast. Once again, thank you to my patrons for sponsoring today's episode sent to you, my dear listeners. Thank you for continuously supporting the podcast. Please stay safe and I appreciate you all. So... This has been Ethan. Thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast. Join me next time to discuss more Philippine folklore. Bye!